Greetings, Pastor Josh here, Love Remember Church, Kampala, Uganda. Love and peace be with you from God. May he give you grace, mercy, and forgiveness out of love for all of his days. Glad you guys are listening. We're going to talk about Matthew chapter 6. And I love, love, love the book of Matthew, but especially chapter 6. It talks about prayer. And a lot of people get really confused when it talks about prayer. So we're going to talk about it a little bit today as we read it. I'm going to go ahead and read it to you. But before I do, I'm going to pray for you. God, you know everything. We do not. God, take care of us. God, hear our cries of need. Provide for us in what we are lacking. God, we ask that you would renew our minds and make us more like you each day kind and gentle yet strong willing to do and say what's right loving towards others and I say these things in Jesus name Amen The music's brought to us by Relax Cafe on Amazon Music I was just recording chapter 5 in Matthew in the New Living Translation. And I want to continue in Matthew chapter 6. I'm just going to do chapter 6 and then I'm going to consider doing chapter 7 as well. It's really great to be alive today. It's great that we have technology and that we can study the Bible with great confidence for all the evidence, for the incredible accuracy in so many ways, shapes, and forms. And it is such an honor, a privilege, and a joy that I get to be a volunteer pastor at Love Remembered Church. I want you guys to know that I love the people of Uganda. And I am so excited that God says he's going to make a way to send me there. And I can't wait to meet each and every last person that I get to meet while I'm there. So let's go ahead and begin. T. 
teaching about giving to the needy. Let's talk about it, folks. Let's start it off. That's what the topic of the first paragraph in chapter 6 of the book of Matthew. The first book in the New Testament. The first of the four Gospels. The ministry of Christ. Watch out. Do not do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others. For you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, do not do as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogues and streets and calling attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth, they have received all the reward they will ever get. But when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Gives your gifts in private. And your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. Folks, it's about why you do it. If you're doing things to be seen by other people and other people see you, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. If you're doing something for someone else who is in need like sharing a meal or hugging them or making peace with them or between them and someone else whatever it is that you do for another do it because they need it not because they can pay you back and don't do it so other people will know you did it do it out of love that's what God wants and the God of heaven, who knows everything, who sees everything, will be pleased. And there is a reward from God. The kind of reward that the world does not give, but only God can give. All right, let's talk about prayer, folks. Teaching about prayer and fasting. And Jesus is a wonderful teacher he's the most wonderful teacher ever let's hear what he had to say when you pray don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them i tell you the truth that all of the reward they will get that that i tell you the truth that that is all the reward they will get ever get but when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father, who sees everything, will reward you. And when you pray, do not babble on and on as people of other religions do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them. For your Father knows exactly what you need, even before you ask Him. Pray like this. And I'm going to break this down. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. Folks, remember, God already knows everything and is all-powerful. So, Show them respect. Enter in. Be slow. Take 
time and just acknowledge who he is and who you're not. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, before we ask anything, let's tell God his desires are ours also. Knowing that he knows everything, that he is sovereign, that he is holy, that it is about his will, his desire, both here on earth and in heaven. Reminding ourselves that he knows everything and we know oh so little about this earth and even far less about heaven. So just to recap that, God knows all. He is always present. And he has a will. He has a will for this earth. And he has a will for heaven. He knows. He's in control. Not us. Give us today the food we need. It's okay to ask for your basic needs. And forgive us our sins. That, folks, is our greatest need. You need forgiveness of sins more than you need air to breathe, water to sustain your life, or food to nourish your body to go on. And forgive us our sins as we've forgiven those who sin against us. This is a very important statement. After we ask for what we need to get through the day, I think maybe even beforehand, but Jesus can't be wrong. What do we need today? We, we need a God in heaven who knows everything and is everywhere. And we need his desire, his will. We need it here on earth and we need it in heaven. We need to eat food, drink water, and breathe air. We need our sins forgiven. And we need to forgive others so that it doesn't poison our heart with wicked hate. And do not let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. This is beautiful, folks. And do not let us yield to temptation. God will never tempt you. The Bible says so. But rescue us from the evil one. It is Satan who tempts us. And it is our sin nature that follows temptation, thinking with our own prideful understanding that it's going to be good and that it's right for us. It's not. So I'm going to say a prayer right now. God, you are holy and set apart ruling from heaven over heaven and earth and all that ever was and ever will be you created God God you are everywhere in every time in every place knowing every last thing that can be known because you create and sustain all 
God, give me the things I need today. But most of all, God, forgive my sins. You remember them no more. And God, give me the strength to forgive any and all who sin against not only me, but those I love. And I love you, God. Give me forgiveness for others. God, I am weak. And I am often tempted to do things that are not right or sinful. Deliver me from evil temptation and my weak flesh, Lord. Please, Lord, make me more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. No, I didn't read the prayer model. I didn't repeat the prayer model that Jesus gave us. But everything I said, I followed that model. And it means oh so much to me in my heart that he hears my words and he is faithful to his promises. Oh, it's a beautiful thing, folks, to know the true living God and to communicate with him, knowing his words and his promises and how faithful he is. What a beautiful thing, folks. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Folks, this is important. We need to forgive others. And when we can't release our anger for others because they have sinned, we need to pray God to give us the strength and the understanding and the peace that we let go of that poison in our heart when we hold ill feelings for another and find a way in our weakness when we feel we can't forgive we need to pray for him to strengthen us and give us his forgiveness that we might forgive them and when you fast now folks I'm going to go back to the beginning of the verse. Fasting is a sacrifice. Something that you need or want and you choose to do without. For the purpose of prayer. I fast, folks. I'm, I'm a chubby guy. I'm a big, big man. Some people might say I'm over 300 pounds. And it's not all fat. So, I'm, you know, I'm a big guy. I like to eat. I like to eat a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> this is an American thing, I guess. Uh, you know, I exercise too, but, you know, I try when I'm not broken bodied. Uh, and I go without food, you know, for at least a day, sometimes two or three. And... You know, when you go three days without food and you have food and you have really good food and you like to cook, it's really hard. That's a sacrifice that God appreciates. And I spend those three days 
using the constant reminder that I'm a fat guy and I'm hungry and I want to eat to pray every time, constantly sometimes, praying for something very specific over again and over again and about other things and but but really focusing on secretly praying for something i care dearly about within god's word to be within the will of god leaving it up to him so and when you fast don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do for they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting i tell you the truth that i tell you the truth that is the only reward they will ever get that's people admiring them for fasting or making sacrifices but when you fast comb your hair wash your face then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private and your father who sees everything will reward you. It's important to pray secretly and I'll tell you why. It's a little practical advice. If you pray to God for somebody you love for them to be changed or something that God promised in his word and you pray upon it for them. God, I want this person to have peace in their heart. God, they're always stressed. They're always sad. They're always angry. God, please just give them your love. Fill their heart with your peace. And you're not eating and you're praying day after day for a few days for God to reach someone that you love. Well, if you never tell anyone, and it's a secret between you and God that you did that, and then at some point thereafter, whether it's days or a few weeks or months or even a year or two or more, you see that prayer answered. Something happened, and that person is at peace, and they're smiling, and they're loving their life, even though it's not perfect, but it's better. And it's better because they have peace and love. You know that that was God that heard you and answered your prayer. And that's a small miracle. But there are no small miracles. Every miracle of an answered prayer from a child of God out of love for another it's just that it's miraculous to the person that that miracle happens for, even if they never know it. Teachings about money and possessions. This is important, folks, and this is going to end the chapter. I'm going to read it straight through, and then we're going to go through it and talk about it. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them. And where thieves break in and steal, store your treasures in heaven. Where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves cannot break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there is the desires of your heart will also be. 
Your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is good, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is bad, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you will have enough food or drink or even clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. Your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon, in all his glory, was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will I eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all of your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you what you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Amen to that, folks. Let's break it down. True believers, followers of Christ Jesus, will not store up mountains of treasures here on earth because they know it is better to give than to receive because they want to reach the poor and the needy. And anything that you have here on earth, you will lose. It says in the book of Job, early in the book of Job, I might add, that you came into this world crying naked with nothing. And you will also leave this world crying, stripped, of everything this world has with nothing. If you had a million American dollars today but die tonight and don't wake up tomorrow to enjoy it, what good is it that you were a rich man when you died? It's not. You may never have a million dollars. I may never have a million dollars. 
most people here will never earn a million dollars in the totality of their life. Don't store up treasure here on earth. You will not keep it forever. But instead, put your treasure in heaven. Put your faith and trust in Jesus. Follow him. Being willing to sacrifice and give and share out of love and kindness. Showing mercy to those who don't know or believe yet. Doing what is right. Because you love to do what is right. Anything you have can be taken from you here on earth. From a thief. From somebody who's corrupt or in a position of power. Or a government or a gang. Terrorists. Whatever. Whatever you have can be taken from you. And then it talks about your eyes. If you see love in this world, if you see love in God's word, if you see love in an upright teaching of God's word, your body will be filled with the light of heaven. But if all your eyes see is wicked, evil death and destruction, And you think that that is what's right or good or that you're good seeing the world like that. Let's face it, folks. There's a lot of darkness out there. But if all you see is darkness, how dark will the inside of your soul be? Now, you can't serve God in money. It doesn't mean that serving God means you're not allowed to have money. You know, Growing up, I heard that money was the root of all evil. It's not, folks. That was a misquote of the Bible. And I did. I hated money most of my life. I still don't like that I want it or need it. But it is the love of money. Now, a rich man can love money and never want to share it with anybody. And a poor man that has no money can love what he doesn't have so much. It'll rule his life because he wants it. And he lives in that want, hating others because he doesn't have it. You cannot serve God in money. If you serve God, you cannot lust after money because God calls us to be generous. God calls us to be stable. God calls us to have compassion on those in need and to share. And to share with a good spirit, the spirit of love. Share, share out of love. Share a smile, share kind words. Share encouraging words. Share words that build each other up by letting each other know that they are loved and encouraged and supported. Share a meal. Buy an orphan a pair of shoes or a shirt. Help a single mom out. Help dig a hole when someone needs to bury a loved one. 
whatever you can share of yourself that is good and out of love, God will honor that as if you shared it with him. Try not to worry, folks. You really can't change much by worrying. Instead of there thinking about how bad things are and how they're never going to get better, pray to God. Pray in secret. Keep praying. Get to know him. Be patient and wait on the Lord. Praying always. Loving others. Because you love God. And you love him with your mind. And you love him with your strength. You love them with your heart and your soul. Don't worry. God loves you. And he wants to give you grace, favor you don't deserve, forgiveness of everything, knowing everything you've ever done or you will do. He wants to forgive you and remember your sins no more. So don't worry, folks. God can save you. And I don't know if you know this, but we try to we try to help. We know there is a great need in Kampala, Uganda, and the surrounding villages, and even out to the refugee camps and the bush and even the people in the wastelands. And we're not just trying to feed Christians. We have a food bank and we will feed those in need to the best we can with what we have. We do it every month, folks. We've been doing it for a year now. Over a year, I think. Started with a few people. It started with my son. Hillary. So, we're going to go ahead and we're going to close it out here. And I want you to know, don't let your thoughts be dominated by the things of this world or the worries of this world. Worry about today. Worry about doing the right thing. Worry about, are you a sinner? And if they are, do you need forgiveness do you need to be saved? Do you need a heaven to go home to, to be with God when you die? It's a very important question. What is the meaning of life? Is it true what the Bible says, that it's to love God and to love others and walk out your life in moral rightness and integrity and honor out of love? Is love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, restraining yourself from the temptation of sin and wickedness and evil, the right thing? Folks, it is, I'm telling you. And that's what God wants for us. That's who he wants us to be because as Jesus revealed God the Father, the God in heaven to us we see that he's all these things today's trouble which might be great to you and i'm not taking or diminishing or minimizing that at all today's trouble 
is enough to worry about today. Are you saved? Are you a child of God? Are you going to be in heaven forevermore when you close your eyes here on earth and take your last breath? Well, if you're not, I'm going to give you a chance. If you want to put your hope in Jesus and believe that he is the only begotten son of God placed in the womb of the Virgin Mary supernaturally that he came born out of a virgin and lived a sinless life so that he might experience what I believe to be the most horrific death and all the anguish of God's wrath for sin of humanity that he being perfect that the spirit of God who is in heaven would raise him from the dead in three days and that he would ascend to heaven that his spirit could dwell in those who believe in his name here on earth if you believe that and you ask God and you call out to him and say, Lord, I want you to come in and dwell inside of me and change me from the inside out that I might be more like you, that I might be love, that I might have joy, that I might find your strange peace that surpasses understanding, that I might be patient and long suffer out of love for others because I love you, God, that I might be kinder and do the things that are right and good, that I might be faithful and honest, that I might be gentle with those whose hearts are so precious to God, and that I might be self-controlled in my repentance, acknowledging that I am a sinner, and be disciplined in moving away from the sin that I know is true and that is in me. If you call out on God and ask God to be his child, he will bear this kind of fruit in you day by day, each day, renewing your mind and feeding your spiritual heart changing you into who you were always meant to be and who you always suspected you wanted to be but never felt like you could. Folks, pray that or something like that, acknowledging that God knows everything about you and he already forgave you 2,000 years ago when he finished his work on the cross. And you will become a child of God. Part of a royal inheritance of God the highest. God Almighty from the days of old. Yahweh. You will be an inheritor in his kingdom as his child. And 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And we pray this in your name. And we pray every day in your name to work out our salvation. Because that is all that matters. No matter how great we are or how horrible we are in life, that if we get to our last hour on earth and we cry out to you even as we die, Lord, you are faithful to forgive those who call out on your name. And we do this not once, but every day of our lives forevermore, we shall humble ourselves and know that it is you that saves us. In Jesus' name, amen. That was an overview of Matthew chapter 6 in the New Living Translation. I'm so fortunate that I get to be a volunteer pastor at Love Remember Church in Kampala, Uganda, and support the mission of loving the children, meaning all the people of Uganda, that my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the Word of God, the Holy Bible, might reach you, and we might feed a few people, provide some medical care, maybe clothing, or whatever we can. I am blessed that I get to love and serve the priceless people in Uganda, the heart of Africa. I love you all.